and welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name and worldwide books the show. And we are here on the brand new TrendingTopicsNetwork.com, where you can check out all the great shows, such as All Beer Inside, European Uppercut, The Tuts Experience, One Up Clubs, Heads Up, Luchat, CFL Easy Picks, What's On Fight, Eurovision Showcase, Legends on Siren FM, Shut the Fuck Up, and my other show... Hanging with Heavy, and this is Wrestling Cheers. Please like, rate, review, subscribe, all that mess to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and on Podbean, wrestlingcheers.podbean.com. I am your host, I am Heavy Set, and we have Wrestle Rager 2 to talk about. Unfortunately, there will be no Caden, but I, I, I needed somebody to do the show with, and there was one person who's wanted to be on this show for quite some time, so I decided what better time than now, and actually could be very beneficial, because A, he listens to or likes every time I die, and also he, if I'm correct, does has been to Now That's Class, I think, more than once. Yes, I have patronized them many times. Oh, uh, we have. Okay, now you can... I've never asked you about this. Your last name, Ed... Battis. Battis. Yes. Okay, Battis. Everybody says Bates. Yep, everybody. So you're just kind of saying fuck it, like you don't care? Yeah, I don't care. It gets mispronounced all the time. I'm like, my last, my surname's like one of a hundred. There's one of a hundred people in the world that have it, so I don't know. It's it's whatever. I figured it's just easier half the time just to call you Ed. Yep, all good. (laughs) All right, so tell us, tell us listeners, tell everybody who wasn't there, tell us about Now That's Class, since that was my first time ever being there. Now that's class is pretty much Cleveland's CBGBs. It's a, just a grungy, dirty punk bar where rules are very lenient. Uh, there's cheap beer. People buy can buy a Mad Dog 2020 uh, <laughs> and just walk around with it in, in a brown paper bag. Um, Which happened during so the show. Yes, yes. It's very uh, prevalent. Yeah, people were like, oh, yeah. I think AJ Gray was really happy about it. He bought a few bottles himself so uh but yeah it's it's like an underground punk club it's very it's kind of diy kind of not um i've seen a ton of awesome legendary bands there and local bands there so yeah it's just a it's just it is it is ecw so it was a perfect place for a rager of electric boogaloo and we had a lot of ecw like things besides just sandman being there um Mm -hmm. We could talk about the dumpster kids, the people watching the event from a shed. I think the the absolute favorite was the dude sitting in the window. It was actually at one point there was two dudes sitting in two separate windows at the house right next door. Yeah, uh, those that was chanted window guy, and window guy is actually an acquaintance of mine named Joe Coon, who actually plays uh, the house next door is all is a DIY spot called uh, the Yellow Ghetto, and um, yeah, that was Joe Coon. In the window as window guy and, um, what was it, low main guy or something like that. And then the other guy was another friend of mine, uh, Steve Osborne. He's also in some some uh, local bands, uh, Vanilla Poppers being one of them. But, yeah, both good dudes. I think uh, Worldwide did promote their bands on uh, Facebook, or his uh, promoted one yeah. of the bands. Yeah, he, po- he posted one of Joe's bands, yeah. But, yeah, it's, uh, it was a good venue. 
Uh, I had no idea who the guys were that were standing on the shed in the back. Uh, the window kids or the dumpster kids ruled. That was awesome. I kind of alluded that they were kind of like the in Trailer Park Boys, the bottle kids that throw bottles at people randomly. But yeah, they were just like, we don't get why we're being called dumpster kids. You know, so like, come on, you're you're right next to dumpster kids. Come on, come on. Uh, is there any other bits of the show that we should talk about before the actual match part? I mean, you got to take a lot of pictures, and even you've you've told me that it's not necessarily all the pictures that were that were taken that night. Right, right, yeah. I didn't really tweet out all of them. I just tweeted out the the best ones that suited matches and stuff. Um, trying to think. Uh, well, or the origin story of the show. Uh, because I'm I've been friends with uh, worldwide Alex Keller way before he was even thinking about wrestling. Um, I actually think I remember being with you when you were talking with Biggins early on in their training and mm -hmm. like how um, some of the compliments that Biggins map and mentioned, like how like they were. Yeah. Um, Like, yeah, I've been friends with him forever back to when he was filling in for a band called uh, Mad Minds, which I was acquaintances with. Uh, but yeah, he, uh, he's been pitching for a show at now that's class for like, shoot, since he was training, even before he debuted at Fresh Meat, uh, probably a year or two back, he was pitching, a, uh, he wanted to do a full hardcore show, like a, a deathmatch show, just all deathmatch all the time. And, uh, most recently he wanted to have a match at the, sh at Russell Rager where the ring was surrounded by dumpsters, like completely surrounded as in the dumpsters essentially were lumberjacks <laughs> he wanted to do that that was one of his uh great ideas but yeah love worldwide everybody loves worldwide and his should. his his ideas are are absolutely fucking crazy yep they're the best they're the best like oh it's so great <laughs> He actually reminded me in a, in a Facebook post before the show about, you know, the last Russell Rager, because he explained, like, the, the differences, you know, for him coming mm -hmm. in, uh, Russell Rager won as a fan, and now he, you know, is a big part of the show, and I was like, oh, shit, like, I miss Russell Rager one because of mm -hmm. my, because of my ex, who right. hated me going to shows, and then, like, even, like, a two-day weekend thing, like, with, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, I, besides Jayla, I think, I thought there was another show that was, like, two days in a row before recently but whenever we were dating and the fact is me being over the road at the time i would come home for wrestling shows all the time but if it was mm -hmm. like just a saturday show it was fine she really wasn't happy about jay lit and if i was going to be like okay i'm coming home for friday saturday and sunday and oh all three days i'm going to a wrestling show she'd have fucking went ballistic and instead of that we took a trip to chicago right around the same time and right. i I was heartbroken that I that I missed that show, especially with the uh, the live art of wrestling. Only because uh, Eddie Kingston gives guys like me and you shout shout outs for hating on Tim Donst at the yes, time. Yes, I do remember that. And I was actually kind of pissed because I was like, "Motherfucker, why wasn't I there?" Um, but I went from that that extreme missing the show, and I actually brought my girlfriend to this show. Like, I turned it into a weekend where we went to the zoo beforehand, which mm -hmm. I halfway regretted because, A, I have bad ankles, and I was on my feet, like, so much that day. I feel you. And then if you've ever been to the Cleveland Zoo, the the left side, <laughs> only way I could describe it, we decided to walk up it because the, oh, yeah, yeah. the line for the tram was so long that it was going to take two trips, and they were only running one back and forth. Mm -hmm. And, 
like huffing it up that fucking incline like a i am not in shape whatsoever and i'm just like i think it's like somewhere towards the top like we weren't exactly there but we we're probably 75 percent through i'm like i gotta stop like i didn't sit down i'm just like this incline is fucking killing me and did all that shit that was actually right before we left the zoo so then go from that to standing all day um but we went to like i said back to what it was um bringing her to that and then uh the zoo show it was kind of crazy that you know here when the first one happened i was with a, a bitch who uh we ended up breaking up literally within two months of the first wrestle rager i believe because right. i believe wrestle rager was in september and we broke up at the end of october <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's kind of a deal breaker. Like they have to at least um, condone your your fanship of wrestling, since it is kind of life. I mean, wrestling lives as a quote from M Dude. So yes, yes, uh, I I try my best. Like with this one, she she tolerates. I mean, there's sometimes she's like, I, I feel like wrestling's like taken taking you away from me but i'm like well i'm like i don't i don't do the whole weekend thing there's all there's there's like loopholes and everything and then i take her to other shows outside of aiw just because mm-hmm. aiw can get so fucking crazy yeah like i think i, I have taken her to two this i think that was her second aiw show mm-hmm. other other one was gno and that was only because it was the same day as her birthday and i was like right. fuck i'm like well let's go to the christmas story house and let's go to a wrestling show yeah it's all good anyway let's let's get into wrestle rager 2 which started off with Eric Ryan versus Gary the King Baller with Trey Lamar and Joshua Bishop. Um, I'm actually surprised Garrison King didn't get fucked up worse than he could have. Yeah, uh, going into it, just just Eric being nuts, and I was at and at uh at uh 36 Cryonic Chambers. Uh, I was standing by Eric every one once in a while during the uh, uh ball in. And, uh, King his uh during his match and he kept on just yelling, bowling and all the time and it was just like super obnoxious and just the stuff that he was doing on social media I thought he was like yeah I'm gonna treat this this young and uh, a less you know he's still like a year plus in he's still part of the this new wave and um especially with his style of working as opposed to somebody like like a Dom or a Carson quote unquote working or uh, or Doctor <laughs> Dan. Uh, so yeah, I, I expected him to be, get beat down a lot more. I actually got, uh, got held up and didn't get into the match until halfway in or towards the end. So I didn't really see much of it. Um, but just, just the lead up, I expected him to, to get his ass handed to him. But yeah, so you can fill me in on what actually happened because I didn't see it. Uh, Gary the King Baller won by a variation of the Canadian Destroyer, and I believe Caden put the variation because it wasn't that perfect. It was yeah. like, yeah, that's like that was a Canadian Destroyer, but I don't know if I'd want to sit there and actually call it a Canadian Destroyer. <laughs> there was a there was a very funny landing to it, I believe. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, some of those kids don't really aren't really the crispest on uh, some of their stuff. They, I think they they might get into their head a little bit. So I think he keeps trying the move, but I, I swear he never lands it right. Like there's always been something like, I don't know if anybody could tell me like, Oh no, he hit a fine this time or or like, or is it just me that it's always a little off? Well, I'll tell you this after, um, back to the future cup two, I'm fucking done with goddamn Canadian destroyers. Cause I think it was that night that weren't they pulling them off that afternoon, like left and right throughout the matches. 
I think so. But I think this has been the year, the past couple of years, where everybody's doing a fucking Canadian Destroyer. Yeah, I blame AIW and uh, the Buff Bagwell uh, thing for getting over because, yeah, everybody was doing it. I think it's only appropriate when there's a Canadian involved in the move. Precisely. Precisely. And and, and if you're if you're talented enough, you should be able to do think up something different for a finish. So especially with the whole with uh, WWE's attitude as to you should be able to do your finisher to everybody. So yeah. And with the the destroyer breaking kayfabe, it's not really the person doing the attack is is the one doing anything. It's the the person taking it is is doing all the work. And so it's I just find the move to be lame. I I was cool with it fucking. 14 years ago when I was brand new, but I don't care about it anymore. It's, it's whatever. But it was kind of cool to see Alexa Bliss pull it off last night on, on Sasha. So there's that. I still think no matter what, the best person who does it is is obviously Petey. Right, right. It's just so crisp. that There's there's those moves out there that only one or maybe two wrestlers do it just to where it's like perfect. And then everybody else is like, yeah, you tried, but it just doesn't feel the same. Like, I've seen Petey live, I think, just once. And I waited all match to see the Canadian Destroyer, and it was actually against M Dog. So that was that, right. that was a that was a fucking fun match. Where was that? Uh, Prime Resol- okay. Resolution Five or okay. yeah, Five. The only one I've ever went to live, but that was was that the one with with the tag match with uh uh with Lee with Brody Lee and uh versus Nash. That was four. Okay, that was the one I went to. Ironically enough. Like last night, I was actually watching a bunch of old Fontaine videos. Of course, because well, I'm I'm a huge fan of him, but it, that megastar where he's a heel. Oh, that's it, what I knew him as. That's my favorite version of him. Yeah, because I think that was the only company I've ever seen him as a as a heel like that. I mean, granted, I, I mean, I, I mean, have, he was. I was about to say I, I don't know been if he was a heel or a face the first time I saw him or in early AIW because I was around in AIW like a year or two in. I was going to say I, that you've been a fan a lot longer. I was wondering if you had seen it, but I think yeah. I've, I've and then seen it. I think then I then I went with a split. I went with Firestorm, and I think we we had him. We might have had him in a time or two, but yeah. But he was never really that much of a bad guy anywhere else. Of what I've seen since the end of 2011, but Prime was where or PWO originally where he was just this really good heel where. He found he found ways to say things better than most people mm-hmm. if, if they were cutting the exact same promo. Sometimes it's with him. It's it could be the little mannerisms of the look in his eyes, movement of the eyebrows, facial expressions. What I was looking for, uh, maybe just a really quick smile. Like I fucking love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was going over the parts of that feud on YouTube, and oh, it's so awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, look at all the stuff that he's done since he's. He's brilliant when it comes to writing and creating different things and going off. So it doesn't surprise me that, and he's such a good face that I don't, that I'm not surprised that he's that he was a great heel at one time. So well, he's taken that whole persona, you know, the old school wrestler, and he turned it into mm-hmm. a fucking company. Yep, that's one thing I absolutely love about him. And hopefully, one day down the line, I, I can sit down and have a nice one-on-one interview about because with him, because there's so there's so many questions that I have. Like it's just kind of like what I said. Like you went from or he went from a a character and he turned into a freaking company. And yeah, he I mean he doesn't run a lot, but it, I think he has that good niche. And no one's like him. He's he's definitely one of a kind. Like the oh, only thing that might sure. come close to him is Chikara. And I don't know. I haven't really watched much from Chikara, and I'm like couple years maybe five years yeah nobody really has but yeah 
I mean, I am kind of interested in the King of Trios, but only because of who they booked. So after that, I don't give a shit. I'll honestly haven't even looked, but let's get on to the next match, the Haas Division Scramble. We had Big Tuan Tucker, Joshua Singh, uh, Parker Pierce, and Big Mo, but we also had a last-minute addition, and oddly enough, I looked at Caden before the show, kind of like, I kind of want to see Kurt Hertz in a Haas match, or like a Haas Scramble, <laughs> and Caden was like, oh my god, I said the same thing like before we got in. And after all those contestants came out, all those wrestlers came out, we got none other than Kurt fucking Hurts in a Haas division scramble. Yep. Yes, we did. I I love it. Like, like Kurt's Kurt's hilarious. It's just like you can see him working. Like in his the look on his face, you can see him working through what he's going to be doing, and it's it it's like going to a lesser indie show and seeing like the lesser guys, but this is kind of his gimmick and he embraces it. Even the Don to wearing the pleather pants, the shirt, AJ Styles fucking gloves. Like it's awesome. I love it. And I think that's why he's such why he's, why he's super over with with us fans is because it's just hilarious. And he, he came out to Val Venus's music. Yes he did. I think his music has it changed? Every time I, we see don't, I don't know because I don't pay attention to most of the music because I think most of the kids have shit music or music that doesn't match up to them, but that's another a whole other thing. I'm fine as long as someone has music that I can easily associate with them, and sometimes it takes a while, but there's other ones that you hear once and you're just like, it's automatically linked to them. Right, right. Or if somebody's changing all their fucking music all the time, like, like Dom or... Uh, or or like Alex Daniels did for a while. Or Ethan Page, like all these fuckers, keep changing up your shit so then you don't get the huge pop right when right off the rip when their music hits. It's like ah, trying to associate music to you. Come on, but yeah, yeah, I think that's happened with Ethan Page. Like I think his yeah. like I mean, most of us are used to it, but there was that initial reaction to the Kanye West theme. Mm-hmm. So then you go to this new theme, which granted, like I I get why he made the change, but. I don't know, like it just doesn't have that pop, like pop that right. when we all hear it. I'm trying to exactly. think. I'm trying to think of like just student wise who has the best fucking theme. I'm sort of partial to uh, Gary the King Baller, but that's only because I played a remix of it on the show and it, it, it's been catching on. I don't know if people are just joining in or whether they actually heard the remix that we had on the show. Well, he's still using that started from the bottom bottom song, right? Yeah, a, a friend of mine, and it was just. Oddly enough, not didn't make it for him, but he made a remix to that song where mm-hmm. in little breaks and being like started from the bottom, now we hear, and it's Hogan going brother. <laughs> and actually, he he even took it one step farther, but this part hasn't caught on. Is even when Drake says the N word, that is also uh, oh, censored. It's just Hogan saying brother. It kind of makes it a little more funny. Right, right. My only problem with him coming out to that is that I associate to progress because progress does it in their intro uh, before they get to uh, For Whom the Bell Tolls by Metallica. So I associate to something else in in um, in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And uh, I and the funny thing is that Gary actually subscribes to progress's uh, um, sir, uh over the top service so like come on kid it's like it's like austin says when when like when stone cold back way back in the early part of his podcast or he always tells a story of how so 
I forget who it was, but somebody made him go and sit and watch like the whole show because I think he used a move that was in somebody else's match. Yeah. And he's like, hey, go sit down at the curtain and watch it. Like, it should, like, that was my problem with the Canadian Destroyer on, on, uh, Back to the Future Cup 2 is that, can we just go, like, guys go around, see if the, people are using spots in each match? Because, I mean, you're all in the same locker room. You should be able to just go and ask. Like, you don't see it as big of a problem some places, but it's it's whatever. But I think the same thing goes for using a song that's already been used in indie wrestling otherwise. And especially in such a huge company that progress is. So, that's, that's me. But I'm also a huge music person, so mm-hmm. you, music is, I get really picking assholey about that kind of thing so that sounds nothing like you no no not at all not a jaded fuck for being on the internet for for as long as i have been and yeah people ruining it so yeah but uh yeah continue with the rest of the match <laughs> or you already finished it but yeah so oh we just said that Kurt hurts was in the match uh oh one real quick thing uh i used to actually have a wrestling podcast i was actually gonna i was actually just thinking about that when you're talking about being a jaded fuck on the internet i'm like oh he used to have a wrestling podcast like forever ago and now he's back yeah. and i forgot to mention uh, that <laughs> i think I think our show was it was called Ramblin' on Wrestling, which is why I'm talking about it. Uh, yeah, it was Ramblin' on Wrestling. So yeah, I do ramble on. I mean, as we as all do on podcasts, but mm-hmm. yeah. So I think that was 08, 07, 08 was when I had that. But yeah, we did like four podcasts and stuff. But yeah, I, I uh, predate. Uh, I think I'm predate Cole Cabana, Joe Rogan, and Mark Marin all on podcast it's just these people stuck with it and actually have a name but yeah uh so yeah we called it ramble on wrestling so i do tend to ramble on sing my song this was i don't want to say intense match but um a lot of spots in it between all the i mean that you can get from haas wrestlers mm-hmm. but uh joshua singh the uh the dvd movie or blu-ray actually the blu-ray version. yeah blu-ray uh reviewer on youtube joshua singh wins via tombstone and we also had the return of nana singh mm-hmm. or grandma singh or whatever you want to call her. i think it's, Na- it's singh, nana, singh. nana singh and the question that a cu- couple of us are asking how long before we see joshua singh versus matt cross just so we get nana singh uh, versus grandma cross yes yes uh that that'd be awesome uh i do think uh little italian uh uh grandma cross would uh would win that battle easily <laughs> and i mean she already carries a sword so like, uh nana sings one thing but uh, like I, I put the video out a while ago where um i think it was m dog's match versus i want to say it was adam cole mm-hmm. i could be wrong where she was right by me and i actually recorded her reaction at the end of the match and like she is hardcore into it, and also when we did the uh, extra work for Powerbomb, like mm-hmm. fucking Grandma Cross is hilarious. My like, granted, like we went over this scene like I don't know how many times, you know, all these bits, and like sometimes in between takes some of the shit she'd say. And I remember telling uh, Cross afterwards, I'm just like I fucking love your grandma even more now, just because she's she's yeah. so entertaining. Oh, I can totally see it. She's spunky. Yes, that's definitely one way to put it. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had. Uh, PME of the Philly Marino experience versus Trey Lamar and Chase Oliver. Well, Chase Oliver wasn't able to be in the match. Right. So we had a replacement, a very fitting replacement of AJ Gray. Yep. Um, match was solid. Uh, 
I love, love, love Philly Marino experience. It's, it's, they're just completely different. They have so much, they have so much charisma. Mm-hmm. Uh, their entrance music fits them perfectly. Uh, oh, hey, Ben. So, and it was, it was, it was a good, um, it was a good pairing, uh, because you have a big guy in each, uh, on each side and then you have a smaller guy. So it was, I thought it was a solid, uh, pairing. But yeah, um, I think I, I did get the photo of Trey Lamar. Was it a, what was the spot that he did to the outside towards on the opposite side of you on the other side of the ring? Was it a moonsault or some weird 450 splash or something? I got a uh, shot of him doing that in the match, and I was pretty stoked. It wasn't in focus, but it was cool. I'm trying to remember if that was like one of my cringeworthy spots. Like anytime any wrestler did a move jumping to the outside where they were jumping in the air, like obviously there were some where they were able to, like, they all pretty much landed on their feet. But mm-hmm. anything that, like, they had to be caught, like, I was just like, oh my God. I'm... Yeah, because it's different from being caught on, like, on a gym floor of wood to being caught or not caught on concrete to being not caught on concrete that has ridges in it because it's a parking lot and uh it needs the grip uh so yeah i want to know how many like quote-unquote concrete burns or rug burns these guys got from from the show but yeah like it was cool uh who ended up winning on that that would be trey lamar and aj gray oh Oh, yeah because aj hit the, the phoenix splash yeah yes yeah, this so, was, it was it was definitely a very good match. Yeah, I mean, uh, AJ Gray's killing it. Everybody's super behind him, uh, and Trevor is good at getting that heat with this this young stable. So cool stuff. We didn't really put it in the results, but we have to mention the appearance of the Sandman very briefly. We had the Duke come out. He cut a promo wanting pretty much wanting an opponent uh, worthy of facing him, and. Well, out comes Sandman. Uh, to be even more specific, he I don't remember if he even cut a promo about wanting somebody to face him. He just said, you guys need a hero. And he berated Not all true. the fans. Uh, he talked about them being uh, druggies, him smelling weed. And I think he did actually make a joke about, he might have made a joke about him wanting to buy the weed from, from one of the fans. <laughs> uh, then he, he berated the window guy. That's when the window guy got over, Joe Coon. Um, and he braided the people and what has been tweeted out many a time is the, the shed guys. Yes. Uh, he berated them for not buying tickets and calling out Thorn on it being a joke of how these people could watch for free. Uh, he said they needed a hero and that's when Sam Ang came in. Um, let's see who went around, uh, gave, gave a whole beer or, Ported beer into Nana Singh's mouth, which got her huge over even more, which was awesome. It's great. Uh, went over to the, the now that's class kids, uh, went to pour beer there. Weirdly, none of them took it, but of course, uh, that fuck uh, Kenny Wayne Yang uh, goes over, or Kenny Wang, whatever, I forget what his, the rest of the gimmick is, even though I was there when it happened. Uh, but he, he goes over and steals the, the beer guzzle, and then. Uh, I was taking photos up on the, the balcony and uh, Sandman comes up by me and pours it into, I'm yelling for my one friend James to take it. And he's like, eh. and then Dustin is like, fuck it. Never going to do this again. So Dustin goes over and uh, Dustin Alberti Rev Rev or Rev Tintin on Twitter goes over and takes it into, takes the beer and uh, guzzles it. And I got some great shots of that that are circling around. And then, uh, 
the only the only person that wanted it more than dustin but couldn't get there fast enough was justin doan he wanted of course he did yeah he's he's an ecw mark and he wanted that he wanted the the kendo stick (laughs) this dude was going crazy for it yeah then some other guy got got the last beer guzzle um funny thing about the kendo stick uh a friend of a friend uh, actually went over and talked to Sandman and was able to buy said kendo stick that was used on Duke. Do you want to guess for how much? Give me two. Okay. Give, hold on, hold on, hold on. Give me two it was, guesses. And it was just also say- previously used on multiple times on Tommy Dreamer. He said. Okay, give me two guesses. Okay. And only because I want to make initial reaction. You say higher or lower, and right. then I make another one, and I'll see how far off I was. You so got it. I'm gonna go. Because if it's something ridiculous, I'm going to go 200. Well, remember that they were selling kendo sticks unused, signed by him for 50 bucks. Yeah, 200. Lower. Okay. Um, it wasn't It wasn't outrageous. Okay. I'll say that. Not like paying $170 for a date with Veda Scott. No. No, nope, nope. Or buying a Bullet Club bomber jacket. I have no idea what you're talking about. New Mark. I don't, ha- <laughs> I don't, I don't have one. Uh-huh. Yeah, you don't have one yet. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't buy the shoes. I wanted to. I just couldn't afford them. Um, oh, if I had that, I'd almost have a full outfit. I just need Bullet Club pants. They probably they have to have shorts. How do they not have? How do the real question is how do do they not have fanny packs yet? I'll give it time. Yeah. So yeah, how much? Um, I'm gonna go since it's lower. Mm-hmm. One forty. Hundred bucks. Hundred. Okay. That not was bad. kind of my initial reaction, but I'm just like I don't know. Like not bad. Okay. That's not. It's not terrible. So yeah, so then he gets in the ring with with Duke, and you can follow my my tweets of the picture of the photos that I have of it happening, and uh, they go face to face. Sandman ha- is holding a beer. Duke slaps that beer out of Sandman's hand, right directly into me and my girlfriend. Awesome. And then Duke, like I think, backs up or something, and Sandman. Uh, uh, waffles him in the stomach, so then his so then Duke is positioned ducking over, and Sandman plants him right on the back, and then a few other shots, and then we yell one more time as Duke had rolled out to the ring. Sandman goes out outside of the ring and uh, hits him again. Then he comes in and does his standard pose with the cane up high. But yeah, it was awesome. It, like the pop was insane, and uh, yeah, it ruled. And Sandman was in was in great spirits and looking great probably having i know sanko was talking about wanting to take him out uh golfing because that's sandman golfs all the time he just post uh post selfies all the time when he's out on golf trips and shit so yeah he ruled i i was pissed because i wanted to i brought cash with me because i wanted to get a um uh photo with him because i haven't had a photo in like nine years with since his first uh the first ever Firestorm match where it was him versus Samoa Joe, first time ever with Waylon from Mushroom Head uh, as the ref, okay. taking a cane shot right to the head. But yeah, I haven't got a photo since since December 08. And uh, so I was like, hey, you remember that time? He's like, oh yeah, I haven't seen Sam in, or haven't seen Samoa Joe in a while. I'm like, yeah. And then Hannah, I asked her, I'm like, where are the, the glamour shots that they got made? And I guess they only got like five or ten made and I was pissed because they had an amazing headshot of them. Just pure head, just all his head, super, super crisp with a cigarette in his mouth. And it just looked amazing. And they sold out. I was like, God damn it, wanted that. That was hilarious. So, yeah, it was good. Uh, I thought it was a perfect fit for um, for the show, mm-hmm. for the ECW, and especially somebody like that. Uh, so I don't know 
who they could actually bring in for hopefully the next time that they run class at a show like that. Maybe like a, a Sabu or something, but he, but he might be just a little bit too much of a hassle to handle. So Yeah, that's what I was thinking with him. Because, I mean, who else? I mean, you could bring in Tommy, which would be cool, but it's kind of the same almost. Um, so, but yeah, I thought it was great. What what do you think? Uh, I'll, I'll accept the beer being like hit right at me. <laughs> like literally it you're went... just pissed because it was Natty Light and it wasn't some fucking hipster IPA bullshit that you're going to give to Shayna Baszler. That's the only reason you're pissed. I'm not that much of a beer snob. <laughs> yeah, but all I ever see you drinking is the high end is the fucking micro brew shit. How much have you actually seen me drink? Well, that's all. I, when I see you talking about it, that's what I, that's what I see. So that's why I'm just fucking with you. I mean, I like Guinness. I love Guinness. But cool. I have a shirt that's like, that's the Nigel McGuinness shirt that I knew it. is Guinness logo. Of course, you don't drink it all, so. Precisely. Straight edge, motherfucker. <laughs> um, yeah, I liked it all but all but that part, but it was just one of those things literally hit me right on my arm. And right. my girlfriend, like, hates the smell of beer. <laughs> so, like, she was kind of, like, freaking out. It was more mm-hmm. just, like, a past experience with her. Like, it just kind of, like, makes her sick. And I'm just like, right. sorry. <laughs> like, I had no... But, now, was... now, we might be jumping ahead of a little bit, but what was her reaction to light tubes flying at her? Uh, I I uh, was a human shield for that because I knew, like, when, like, certain <laughs> things were going to happen. It's like, all right, right. it's like, right. get behind me now. <laughs> yeah, she... yeah. Yeah. Especially with some of those spots, but we'll we'll yeah, get the actually spoiler on that. She actually loved the death match. Okay, okay. and she's not even really a wrestling fan, but she was well, like, I, she's like, I love this. And I have to. I want to come again. I'm like, these don't happen that often. Yeah, that's that. Those are two separate things. A death, wrestling fan and a and a death match fan are completely two things. She just might be just a little masochist. <laughs> Something. Um, up next, we had uh, Joshua Bishop with Trey Lamar and Gary the King Baller versus Bobby Beverly and Bishop won via his capture DDT. Uh, Bishop's been on a roll, and actually, there was no Bishop Brigade at this show. Yeah, which I was glad about because then they weren't taking up good spots. <laughs> You hate them at uh, no, music links, no, don't you? No, it's just that they're they're in spot. I'm trying to do photos, and they're in they're in my good they're in like good spots, and they don't move. They don't. Yeah, it's it's whatever, but it's good that they come out because it's 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 a good amount of money that they that AIW gets to pull in with selling tickets to them. So I'm all for that. And a good amount just, of them that come out too, like constantly. Yeah. That's the thing that I've always gave them credit for was it wasn't just, oh, we're coming for the big, your first big match, and then we're going to disappear and and never be heard from again. Because we always see that at the, the, the well, was first the Fresh Meat, then the two Back to the Future Cups, where we get all the students and the newer students in one match, and they have their little cheering section, and they all have shirts, and then it starts to dwindle. Yep. Like, oh, I mean, it happen- it's happened Fresh Meat. I was sitting in a section with all with with ironically to go with this podcast with all of the now that's class kids. We were, we took over a whole section when when worldwide debuted, mm-hmm. and then it then it dwindled to maybe a handful of friends, if if even two or three friends that aren't just wrestling fans come out for 
for like Mont Carmel shows. So yeah. yeah, I completely, I I completely agree. Yeah. And for them, for the Bishop Brigade to miss this show, I fully understand because even originally I wasn't planning on going partially because like well no it was had to do with the standing room only stuff because i'm just like fuck that there was there was everything the event the week before and i'm like because i kind of mentioned my girlfriend doesn't like wrestling as much but she Mm kind of gives into it but to go like two weekends in a row but i end up finding a loophole where i was like well you can come with me and we'll do the zoo at the same time because she loves going to fucking zoos that's actually how i got to go to rockstar was like oh we're gonna go to it was her birthday weekend oh let's go to rockstar and then the next day well actually after the show we'll go to a hotel in Columbus, and then go to the zoo the next day. Mm-hmm. So I'll be going back to right. Rockstar when I go to Cincinnati and Toledo Zoo. No, you're just that big of a uh, mark for uh, for Kevin Owens, as I am. So you're just trying to become a zoo enthusiast also. The the sad thing is, is I don't have any of those shirts, and now I wish I did. Either the zoo, enthu- the zoo enthusiast or the Kevin Steen enthusiast with, right. with the panda being a fan of Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens. Yeah, I don't have either of those just because I didn't really like the shirts that much. But yeah. I have a bunch of other ones, but yeah, I, I totally, I get yeah. If I had those shirts, cause I was thinking about this before going to Cleveland zoo, I, that would be my zoo shirt. Oh, for sure. But the, uh, the past two times I've went to the zoo, I've wore your favorite wrestling shirt. I fucking hate you. Whatever you're going to say. <laughs> uh, Johnny Gargano shirt. Of course. Of course. Why, 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 why not? I mean, yeah, of course. Uh, I want to correct something I said earlier that I just, after you announced who was in this match, who was, who was teaming with AJ Gray again? Trey Lamar. So he was in two matches. No, he wasn't in a two matches. He was just on the outside. Um, you oh, had, he accompanied. Yeah, yeah. He accompanied. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Because uh, yeah, you you kind of said that. Well, he. I mean, they kind of accompanied to a few of them, just the whole faction thing. But okay, that makes sense. Cool. And that's I the thing that I actually about. really liked about this show is you've seen more of that faction relationship with no consequences. Because right. I feel like we see that with the production, as in oh, they. Had, I love the fucking production. They had two separate matches at the last show and. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Frankie came out with uh, Derek and Colby and vice versa. And Mm -hmm. I I love that aspect of it. And for some reason, I don't know why we didn't get it with no consequences, but they they righted that wrong, in my opinion. Right, right. Uh, So, yeah, let's finish up the the rest of this match. I don't remember much. Uh, Bishop. Oh, Bishop won with his capture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have. um, I haven't heard a name for it yet. Yeah. Um, His undefeated streak continues. Yeah. I mean, he's he is the. Did you say he's taller than uh than Parker Pickle Pierce? I don't know. Yeah, he's definitely got the biggest following. So look at that way. Yeah, all good for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good kid too. Absolutely good kid. Which. You could hear the interview right here on Wrestling Cheers. Sweet. I forget what episode, but yeah. Uh, next up, Dominic Perini versus Andy Williams yeah, from Every Time I Die in a Brawl for All, which we had judges for the Brawl for All, of the mm-hmm. owner of Now That's Class. I didn't catch his name Paul. while I was tweeting. Paul, okay. Larry the Lizard, whoever the... Who's that? Do you know? I don't know. That's another class guy. I He's actually one of the ones I, I don't know. Uh, I think I've seen him there maybe a, once or twice. But yeah, he might be a, a bartender or something. But yeah, Paul. Uh, the, Paul was is legit good to judge it because I think he knows jujitsu. He used to teach. Uh, oddly enough, Keller uh, fighting down down in the basement of now his class. So yeah, Paul's a legit tough guy and would have been could be in a brawl for all uh, for a shoot. And then the uh, the third one was uh, a new favorite of mine, Mance. 
Mance is fucking awesome. Uh, like I mentioned on the last week's episode of how his interactions that on his first show was just amazing. Mm-hmm. Of what, especially when he's working Joshua Bishop. Joshua Bishop has a built-in fan section already, and you know all you have to do if you're supposed to be the heel for the this match, it, antagonize them. Oh yeah, that's all you have to do, and he fucking killed it oh god yeah i mean he's, he's a memphis worker it's it's like in blood down there it's just what you do and uh those those were our three judges but unfortunately this match w- i mean technically it did officially start but yeah, immediately- they square they squared off and they were they were uh they were rounding each other trying to feel it out and um with their boxing gloves on and everything mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden all of a sudden, we were interrupted by Dr. Dan and Ed's favorite wrestler in the world, Brian Carson. <laughs> yeah, about that. I mean, we could have a brawl for all match right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they came out. Dr. Dan rolling out on his uh, his little uh, hoverboard. Fake, fake hoverboard bullshit. Cut uh, a promo saying how it, that this match couldn't take place because it's barbaric and all that kind of stuff. And even though he was um, banned from now that's class, technically he was outside of now that's class. So he, he was, was in the parking it. lot. Yes. yes. And uh, Dom challenged them to a tag team match with Dom teaming up with Andy versus dedication personified. Yep. Andy's debut in AIW. Uh, funny thing is Andy was supposed to debut back at gauntlet. And he had to actually fly down to Orlando for WrestleMania, I think, to start practicing or hanging out with people. He was, uh, had to fly down like the night of Gauntlet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he, he told me I went to actually uh, Every Time I Die uh, show in Erie uh, a few months ago. And he told me how he was going to be just chilling and sitting with, with us in the in the bleachers you know the cool section mm-hmm. um he's gonna be chilling with us and then randomly they just call his name he dropped he drops what he's doing and enters and then gets shit canned pretty quickly and then he just comes back and sits down with us and continues eating his nachos like nothing happened so i would have popped huge for that because oh that would have been great andy's the shit we've become like we've become dudes over the past uh few years so uh but yeah that that all turned to shit. Um, Andy would love beating. Oh, and uh, Carson cut promo, cut a promo, and pretty much was like pro Trump shit. And uh, so he obviously got hit uh, heat at a at a punk rock club because yeah. And then I I wanted to get a chant of uh, of the title of a Dead Kenny song called Nazi punks fuck off. Uh, <laughs> not, not, yeah, yeah. And uh, I tried. I yelled. At, uh, but we'll get to we'll get to the origin of that a little bit later. But yeah, um, it was it was interesting. Uh, I always I've been wanting to see Andy Russell live for a while. I might actually make my way out to Erie when he uh, tags with his his uh, longtime buddy uh, Braxton Sutter to take on weirdly enough the tag team of Coley Red and PB Smooth out in Erie. So I might roll out to that because it's only like. A little bit over an hour away. I don't know if we should mention that team. We got that match to go next. What? I said, I don't know if we should mention that that team. We got that tag match next. Yeah, well, well, but it doesn't have, I'm just going off of the Andy stuff. But yeah, I mean, that, yeah, yeah. but that's, that, yeah, different feds, different, uh, different factions. So, um, but yeah, 
Uh, go ahead with the your cap recap of the match, and I'll chime in. I feel like most of it was pretty much a brawl on the outside, and uh, my favorite moment, which you didn't really get to partake in, is Dom had had uh, Carson, and he was letting people chop him, and I got to chop him. And, yeah, I, uh... and the look on Dom's face when I did it was, jeez, like he wasn't expecting it to be that hard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so after you chopped him, he came down the line. And I weaseled my way up to the the barrier, and knowing the the hatred that I playfully don't like Carson, I can't respect him in in any bit at all. And uh, but he like he doesn't get it, and thinks and like he's come at he's kind of almost come at me at uh, Tequila Jack shows in the past, and mm-hmm. wanted to fight me for real. And I'm like, you don't get this connection between fan and wrestler, and you're the bad guy. So yeah, you're stupid. Whatever, uh, and we whenever we see each other anywhere, we just avoid each other and just don't even look each other in the face. It's hilarious. So he's over by me, and I just I just go. I look at him, and I, like the chop comes up to me. I just flick him off, and he's as red as like redder than fucking Lesnar after everything that's happened. And <laughs> I just Lesnar. yell at him, Nazi punks, fuck off. Which obviously he doesn't get it because he probably listens to shitty bro music being from Mayfield. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, so I talked to Dom after the match, and he mentioned your slap and said, he was like, yeah, Jesus, he hit him really fucking hard. <laughs> so he told me that. And I'm like, yeah, I couldn't do it. He's like, dude, when he when I got up to you, like, I had to restrain him so hard not to try <laughs> to come after you. I'm like, that's hilarious. And I said that to, I mentioned it to to dr dan too and he's like yeah and actually dr dan and i uh are are pretty good friends and it all stems actually from the night that that carson wanted to kill me at tequila jacks like i went up to him afterwards like never really talking to the guy actually telling him in one of his early matches at uh mount carmel with his twin sisters who are like barely teenagers sitting in front of me with his dad I yelled, uh, why don't you prescribe yourself cyanide? And I kept on yelling, like, kill yourself and shit. And, like, like his his little sisters were, like, looking at, back at me, like, like, terrified. And then I guess his dad was laughing his fucking ass off. So I've met, I went up to him at, after this whole Carson thing. He's like, oh, yeah, that guy, like, really hates you. I'm like, yeah, I said some, like, pretty mean shit to you before. And you've never done anything. He's like, yeah, because I get it. And we've been like friends ever since. So it's it's hilarious. Like it's whatever. Like sorry, kid. Sorry. I'm not even gonna badmouth him about why I don't like him on here because I don't know. He it might get down to some Steve Buscemi like serial killer shit from fucking Billy Madison. And I don't want my fucking I don't wanna see see a YouTube video of him putting out fucking lipstick and crossing my not crossing my name off. <laughs> um but yeah, uh so yeah, like yeah, you you really did uh, chop him pretty hard, and uh, I mean I would want to, but I knew implications. So yeah, um, they actually uh, got back into the ring, and Carson hit his shitty cutter, which another ma- another move I wish was fucking taken away from all of indie wrestling. Like come up with your own fucking moves. Uh, you're not Johnny Ace, so fuck off. Um, They're out of line. Had, yeah, he is exactly. He is cutter. Uh, Andy kicked out, uh, um, and then the finish was uh, chasing the dragon, which was pretty sweet. So Andy was holding 
I think was it Dr. Dan or Carson who took the pen? I uh, want to holding one of the one of dedication, one of DP up in the air. And, I want to uh, say it was. I thought it was Carson. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, so he was holding him up. And, yeah, because uh, Dan was like knocked out on the outside at the end of the match. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He. Uh, oh yeah, that was the that was the high spot. That was the best. That was one of the best parts. Fucking Dom does his uh, his uh, flash pile driver to Doctor Dan on a table outside. And I know Virtual Pros went nuts, and so did uh, Thrift Store Chopper. So I didn't get. I was. We were on the other side of the ring, so we really didn't get to see it. But yeah, Dan was down for the count for the rest of the show, for the rest of the match. And um, so yeah, they did chasing the dragging, uh, uh, jumping knee by Dom, and then planted uh, Andy planted Carson, and then crossed his arms Undertaker style for the pin. So it was pretty awesome. Uh, Shit, I think. Andy's only around 10 matches and he usually wrestles for smash since he's from Buffalo and there. And so it's just right across the, the, the border in Toronto where he wrestles. But yeah, uh, Andy rules, uh, fucking I've gone to shows that he's randomly been at and we just talk indie wrestling or new Japan and shit. Dude knows his shit. He's awesome. He's fucking huge when it comes to an indie worker. Mm-hmm. So, I'm sure he would be taking a lot more bookings if he was if he wasn't on tour a lot, which he is because uh, every time I die is fucking our Roadhogs. So, uh, and then he he also he's like nearing forty or right around forty. So yeah, he's he's just beat up from uh, Etid's fucking hardcore shit because a lot of time, more often than not, they'll tour in a van. So when you're a guy that's his size, like sitting in a van, fucking for weeks on end kills you so his his knees are fucking uh fucked up and shit so but yeah i i'm i hope that we get him back i think that from what i've been seeing hinted at he'll be back soon hopefully if they're not on tour and um but yeah i hope he gets back i i suggested uh he joined uh when we were talking about factions earlier there needs to be a fucking face faction not just random yes i was actually thinking of that too and it need the weird world order needs to come to be, and uh, I would put Andy in said weird world order, and he actually uh, replied to a tweet where I said uh, about that, and uh, I would also put um, uh, is it Eddie Apel? Is that what he's going by? The one of the trainees. Um, I think he's it, all tatted up, and he's a punk. He was he was at the show. He's at all the shows. Was uh, he, was he good, the one one that's at the door? Yes, yes. The yeah. he's the one that I say if you wanted to do a really kind of funny storyline, I think that should be Weird World's uh, or not Weird World, uh, Worldwide's like little brother. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, because like, that's so, actually because actually I made a joke. I'm like, oh my god, is that your brother? He's like, oh no, man. If you ever see my brother, like we look almost identical. Or no, I don't say identical. Or like we look his, nothing alike. Actually, actually, his little brother was at the show and was standing like was up on was standing kind of by uh, the house. Okay, and uh, he was up on a on like a table or something. Yeah, he was at the he was definitely at the show. He just has long dark hair. He's 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 nuts in in and of himself. I think he rode down from uh, Wisconsin where where uh, he. He lives now, so... But yeah, I, I really would love that to happen, too. Would the Weird World Order be a three-man or four-man? 
Well, it has to start as a three-man. I mean, that's a given. But at the same time, you already have the established tag team, and if you consider Andy Williams to be joining them, it's like, okay, that's your three. Do you want someone else in it, too? Oh, no, you can, you can fuck it over just like, like Bullet Club is now. Haha, <laughs> suck it. And, uh, <laughs> and like the NWO just became. Yeah, if you have tattoos and you're kind of a punk, in the sense of you listen to punk music or good music, um, sure. you should be able to join World War the weird world order yeah i think it would be great and you don't even have to be around all the time so but yeah i think uh throw those guys in there and be pretty fucking sweet or but you could also do the huge reveal because i mean weird world or uh, uh weird world would be or yeah yeah weird world would be the um your outsiders so you already have your established tag team but then you have to have the weirdness of putting but their face so it's like all fucked up <laughs> which that's why they're weird. I mean, the only thing I take out of that is bunk music, but hey, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Just dirty. Awesome. Tattoos. Uh, speaking of Weird World, we have the production, Colby Red, Derek Director, and Frankie Flynn versus Worldwide, Weird Body, and PB Smooth. Yeah. Uh, much props to PB Smooth, actually, uh, becoming a true tag team partner with... Uh, weird world and uh gunking up his his uh his tights to do the whole splatter like uh like the guys have so i give much props to that for fucking up a few hundred dollars worth of tights yeah he he mentioned later on that he can't believe he wore those tights <laughs> that he fucked him up like that or or what i'm trying to find the tweet but i thought it was just the okay. like, i can't believe i wore that right um, I swear, so I, swear right I retweeted the, it, but I don't see it currently. I wonder right. if he deleted it. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he deletes tweets. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I don't really, I don't follow him, so I don't know. Um, uh, so going off of the last mentor show, the Thirty Six Chronic Chambers, um, where the set this was set up, mm-hmm. uh, Keller kept on, or uh, Worldwide kept on calling Colby Red a mime because oh he has God, a pink yeah. face. And you just be like, mime, <laughs> and it was fucking hilarious. So, uh, so the fans were chanting mime at, at Colby, and um, I'm like, fuck that. I'm like, I just started yelling out, uh, whoop whoop at him, and because I think somebody said they juggalo or something like that. So oh, I'm yeah. like, yep, we're going full bore into this. And I actually like Colby, so it was kind of like I went up to him afterwards, uh, after because I kept on doing the family chant and it kind of caught on and I think it might stick. And I went up and I'm like, yeah, sorry about that. But, uh, heat is, uh, heat is good heat. So, uh, yeah, about that. But no, I love the fucking production. I think it's awesome. Uh, Derek, uh, taking the, the nickname of the director is perfect. Uh, yeah. everything that they're doing with the, um, with the clack, with the clacker and all that kind of stuff. And <laughs> actually on the, on the board, it said PB smooth because that's who they really hate and in the feud. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was super fun. And obviously, uh, worldwide, this was a worldwide production and he booked the whole show essentially. And, uh, so he was over his fuck because I mean he used to be a door guy at that now that's class and that's his his bar of choice. So the punks all fucking loved him and it was awesome. And Weird Body also was super over. I mean, granted, it's it's an association and everything, right? But that's the biggest pop I've ever heard for Weird Body ever, right? And it was, yeah. it, 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 it was very cool to see. Um, one thing you'll hear on the next episode 
of the podcast is I sat down with Derek the next day at Old Wrestling, mm-hmm. and we talked about this whole thing. So there's actually a, at one point we started talking about ICP, and it ha- and it, it linked us into the match. Okay, cool. And and it's it's it was so that that was one of the my favorite parts of the night was just teasing him with the ICP stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that was another thing. I don't know if we ever if those chants would be as big in Mount Carmel. Yeah. Well, plus because the I mean, you've seen the the coming and going of fans over the years or the enthusiasm of fans over the years has kind of fucking sucked for AIW. Like mm-hmm. ever since our group kind of moved away from being ringside, it's it's kind of gotten lackluster. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when chants do start, it does come from like Dustin adam and myself so it's kind of i don't know we'll see if it gets over hopefully it does we try to get chance started too well yeah yeah i'm just saying that i off the bat and uh giving myself a pat on the back Mm because you know uh we don't uh, we don't like pats on the show yeah oh this is very true oh oh i got oh oh i don't know oh i might have to hold this for afterwards but uh, yeah i'll I'll hold it for after after the podcast sorry guys you get to be pissed off like i am at Meltzer when he doesn't tell alvarez shit um (laughs) but uh yeah was was at the show and uh was as far away as he could get from any of any of uh the diehards all the way by the entrance where i mean where he kind of normally is i think he just wants to be on screen uh but yeah he was there so uh that was a thing but yeah i'll tell you a good uh good uh <laughs> good rib afterwards okay oh i already know okay go ahead um i'll explain it later but i think i know you're gonna talk about yeah and derek told me okay so sorry for those who don't get to know that little bit of information but um come up to us on the show yeah weird world and pb smooth one via call the corner yeah i i was standing up for most of the show i was kind of standing up by uh by the announcers mm-hmm. uh because at the at class and also at music links uh the shots that i can get from where they are in the in balconies are much better so i was standing up to them and i said to wadsworth i'm like i would have i would have put over keller there because but that's just me uh, i was just my little gripe that i would have given keller since he is the booker man i would have give him the the win and the huge pop but We'll see how it plays out. But I, th- I think they did it for what did come next was PB challenged Frankie Flynn to a match one-on-one at Cool as Ice. Right. I, that's where I think they, it comes, they it were goes going with the feud. Yeah. So maybe we'll see an end to this little feud or maybe a new wrinkle will get added at Cool as Ice. We'll see. But with the Weird World, um, they're still open to do stuff. I don't know if we'll see them at Cool as Ice or if we have to wait till the next student show, which who knows when that's going to be, but right. always, hopefully, uh, we're in order. Precisely. Then we had the main event of the evening, Danny Havoc versus Ed's other favorite wrestler, Tim Donst, in a fans bring the weapon, weapons death match. Mm-hmm. And if Danny Havoc were to win, because he's retiring next month, or as this gets released, or in September, so this month. From what I read, it was actually this was actually his second to last match. Yeah, that's what that was. Like. He they mentioned last match in Ohio, last match obviously right. at AIW, second to right. last match period. Uh, but he's retiring. Another little wrinkle in what you just said: uh, the whole show was was announced uh, on by Steve Guy and his fly horrible. Uh, uh, Canadian tuxedo that was just all white. 
which I did mention to multiple people I was pissed at because I was like, he doesn't know that wearing white in wrestling means you have to you have to bleed, right? And and I don't think it really he might have got bloody in this match or something, but uh, but it, he did announce at the beginning of the show that the whole show was conduct conducted under uh, now that's class rules, much like whenever we have the rap show in April, it's the same way. So like a few moves were used during or a few weapons were used during the show, but yeah, this match was was the main, so it was very traditional like death match, ultra violent match. So that was the yeah. other thing during the first half of the show. It seemed like the refs were trying to be regular refs, like you know, doing countouts. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like wait, no, there's no rules. Like, what are you counting for? You're gonna you can get to ten and just oh well, we got to ten, whatever. Right. It, it yeah. Seemed, it seemed like that became more lax in the second half. Like, especially because I think I had made the comment during uh, an earlier match, uh, earlier tag match, whatever one. I think it, it would be a PME versus uh, No Consequences. Mm-hmm. It's like why 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 isn't this a tornado match? Why does it have to be tags? Like right. you don't need to tag in. It's no rules. I think. Yeah, it, that's that's once again just something that i think there needs to be somebody behind the scenes that puts this in everybody's head and much like the whole not doing the same move multiple times during a show just little little things that i don't know maybe because uh josh prohibition wasn't there and he's the yeah the main locker room leader or and bj hasn't been here forever that something like this isn't enforced or even maybe that tom i don't tom done was tom done there i don't remember Oh my okay. God! Tom Dunn's gonna listen to this, and he's gonna bitch if he was actually there. Uh, I want to say I remember him standing by the by the truck, but uh, I don't know. I don't give a fuck. I love Tom Dunn. He loves me too, so it's all good. No, no. Um, I, I love Tom Dunn too, and I think Tom Dunn loves me. But he did kind of call bullshit the fact that he was the referee during the Janela Glacier match, and I forgot who it was. And I was like, I think I was like, I think it's Clemens. Right? I already said Potato. <laughs> he recently like, commented on uh, the podcast post and he was like i was a fucking referee and i'm like oh shit i'm like now i remember <laughs> but, but i think of it like isn't that like a good thing well, if i can't no, remember hey you want your uh, a ref isn't supposed to be a part of the match as much like i mean at least at least these our refs have good na- have names and they're not like wwe refs now where they're just the referee and it's not fucking mike chioda or something or somebody else so it's yeah, you're just supposed to kind of just blend in. And especially, I mean, in that match, the focus was super on Janela and Glacier, so you can't blame him. But Tom Rules, he's just he's probably just ribbing you. So. But yeah, I would have thought that if maybe if he was there, it would have been a little bit more like, hey guys, like nothing nothing matters. That's it's all there's it's no DQ everywhere kind of shit. So it's just little things. Um maybe Wadsworth, the prez will uh will bring it up in on commentary and describe what was really happening a little bit more but we'll leave it to them i'm looking through all my photos and every referee i see it's either potato or lemons so yeah yeah my guess my guess is tom dunn was not there good so So there we go so yeah it was ultra violent uh or deathcore whatever you want to call it match uh, for the title I didn't, we didn't, uh, I didn't get to fully say that if Havoc yeah. were, to, were to win, because he is retiring, the Absolute Championship would be put up for grabs in a deathmatch tournament, which, <laughs> what did I say on Twitter? Hashtag Don's wins, LOL. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what you said. Uh, and some people were, uh, I know Eric Ryan was like, oh, please let, let it go that way. 
because he's like, I'll totally do it. Let's do, let's do this. And so, yeah, that was a lot of people were kind of hoping that that would win. It would be a cool little twist. But Don's wins. LOL. Yep. Don's retained uh, via uh, STO into glass. Yes. Uh, into glass. That was just everywhere. Uh, I thought it was brilliant that they brought out uh, the one of the old uh, uh, tarps to put down. So then they didn't fuck up the, the good new uh, yeah. matte tarp that they have. Uh, so yeah, it was into glass, but there was also, uh, previously dumped onto the ring was thumbtacks with salt. And there was also a tray with, with salt, uh, lime or lemon juice and some other shit on it, which, uh, I've heard Jimmy Havoc, uh, talk about doing those kind of spots. He's like, they fucking suck. So, uh, so yeah, that, that happened. Uh, he did, he did not get a pin with, uh, with the top rope. TKO or something onto the onto the light tubes, mm-hmm. and this is the most light tubes I've ever seen used live in a match. Like it was just stupid. It was fl- they were flying everywhere. Uh, some of the most blood I've ever seen coming out of a uh, dance, which I think Clemens did mention on commentary that I told him. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine. Still not the most the... blood in a single match at AEW. Yeah. <laughs> Eric Ryan holds that record firm. This is true, and that's just uh, him. Yeah. A friend of mine who follows me on Twitter. Uh, commented on one of the pictures from the match and said, why the fuck didn't that ref wear gloves? I'm like, I just uh, typed back, he's hardcore in all caps. Um, <laughs> Don't say that, but I'm a potato. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was it was brutal. I mean, uh, they did the whole carpet strips into a box mm-hmm. uh, and a spot into that, some type of slam. They had a photo of... Um, Lots of light tubes, lots of light tubes, lots of light tubes. Uh, do you remember any? I remember seeing a bat wrapped in thumbtacks that was not used on me this time, so that was good. No, um, yeah, I do remember that. The big thing was just light tubes. Yeah, it was that just was a thing. Ton of light tubes. Because, like I had mentioned, anytime like light tubes were gonna about to be used, I had to make sure I had to put my girlfriend behind me so it wouldn't fucking hit her. Like, because it was one of those things. Like when you're a wrestling fan, you see enough death matches. As soon as they grab the light tube, you know if you're close, like it's going to like come your way. Right. And there was a couple of those moments where I was like, I was just like, now behind me. And, uh, uh, yeah. yeah there There's was- a. Uh, I had mentioned earlier on. Oh, oh, uh, Josh Bishop was watching the match up, up on the balcony and I mentioned to him, I'm like, why did nobody use this like balcony second floor type thing to do a spot off of? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then randomly up comes who took the, who did the splash off the top? It was Havoc on the Donst. Yeah. Randomly, like literally a minute later, fucking Havoc comes up and walks right by us and does it. I'm like, that's, and I'm, I, there was some random fan that was like, a, I think a class person, uh, that was standing like kind of right where he would land. And I, so I leaned over the rail and pulled him and like said, move the fuck out of the way. And he was just like probably hammered. Yeah. And it was like, oh, oh, yeah. So yeah, that was a, thing um but yeah and then afterwards uh, do you have anything else really to say about it if you like if you like death matches it was it was a death match yeah 
grab grab the the MP4 and all that good shit. It's only disadvantage oh. of not having Caden on here because this is this is the match that he were to shine in because he probably oh. he brought I don't know how many weapons, but he had been working on it for a while. He actually was under the impression that he was the the only one supposed to make weapons. Like I've joked about that before, mm-hmm. but he was like, oh, they told me like it was going to be this match. Like we're not telling anybody else. I'm like, okay. And then I looked on the event page on Facebook, and it says like main events going is a fans bring the weapons match. I was like, okay, so everybody's allowed. I was allowed, but I didn't even see that. I just saw the just an absolute title match. But if like you, it might have said that in in the text on the post, but it never said that on the graphic. Well, no, it was. It, well, I don't even think it was on the text in the post. It was on the Facebook event oh, uh, okay. page, and it said like you know it was like oh this is standing room only, only two hundred tickets will be sold. Uh, I don't know if it said bring sunscreen because it was outdoors, but it, at the last thing was main event is a fans bring the weapons match. Okay. Because a lot of times when I do the description for this show, I literally just copy um, what I had. Like if I'm doing a preview, I just copy what AW post right. about right. the event because it's a little bit easier. Like, hey, you've already promoted it here. I'm going to put it in, put it on the show as a description or part of the description. Right. And I seen that, and I'm like, oh, so it was an open thing that, oh yeah, it was fans. Well, I think the I heard that Don actually brought more light tubes than than Caden did. I, I want to say somebody said that. It's possible. But I, I was I was kind of bummed because I don't give a fuck about light tubes, and I just like the evil shit that Caden makes, and I really didn't see any super evil shit this time. No uh, no uh, lawn chairs with, instead of plastic, it has barbed wire. fucking barbed wire, which was yeah. amazing. Like, there's but, a, there's yeah, a rocking was, chair version of that out there. Yeah. Which is so yeah, I mean, it's, it, was, it was a fucking hardcore match, blood everywhere. Um, yeah, and then after the match... Danny puts over AIW and saying he's bummed that he hasn't been back lately and all that kind of stuff and gushing blood everywhere. And then unlike old, uh, old, uh, fucking AIW matches where everybody would put fucking Don's over afterwards after every fucking match and I'd vomit every time or throw chairs. Um, big match danced. Yeah. Danced. Yeah, exactly. Danced, uh, actually put him over and saying how they've been fighting forever and been friends forever. So it was pretty cool. A cool way done the show. And Donst left with an open wound uh, yeah, on his that arm. Picture. That's fucking nuts. Yeah, he got gashed up. I think he said something about a concussion. Like, I mean, I, I yeah. seen some tweets on Twitter where he was, where some some fan was like, "Oh, I was got to meet Tim Donst today." And he was like, "I was concussed. I don't, I don't remember it. Hopefully, or something like that." Right. So I'm just like, "Oh right. shit." Um, so and, yeah, that was Russell Rager too. What were your thoughts on the event as a whole? I fucking loved it. Uh, I want them to do another one. Uh, Dustin Alberti actually said he wants them to do more shows there than Music Links. I'm actually, but I'm obviously partial to Music Music Links because I'm closer to that than anywhere else. I think. And uh, is, you think that's why he's? No, I would say he was probably partial to uh, not class. class because it's closer to him, but it's, it's almost the same distance as Mount Carmel for him. Well, yeah, Carmel's like another four minutes, but yeah, he just he he was saying for the student shows that he would rather have class than Music Links. Um, I think that they should, that I'm cool with that as long as it's just obviously the summertime, springtime shows and then all that stuff. But yeah, I thought it was great. And, and I've also, and I've bitched about this for a while. I'm also a lot for, uh, I used to love the presale when you would do presale and it'd be $15 ticket and then day of show was 20. Um, so that's what this was. This was a throwback to a few years ago when I used to be that way. And I do think that the student shows should be should be that fifteen dollar uh pre-sale twenty dollars day of show just because you're you're only getting one big name per show and then it's all students but 
you're also getting a lot less people per show, so the it makes up for it. But that's that's one of the things I liked about it, and that Dustin brought up. Um, but yeah, I thought that I was stoked about it. The owner of of Class Paul was was really stoked about the whole show. So yeah, I, I hope that we get plenty more back there next year. If uh, it, one, if not more. So and then like we said, who would you book? That's that's uh, for the for the bringer. All I know before that is I want to. I would love to see AAW book a show closer to me. I know uh, Thorne has mentioned to me that they they're looking for a venue, but no one will take them. Yeah, I did see I did see a tweet this week about that because who else is from down there? Well, Dom's from down kind of down that way. Is Bishop from down that way? Bishop's from down that way. Trey Lamar's down that way. Yeah, um, I'm down. I don't care. I'll I'll do the drive. If it's if it's not in winter, I'll do the fucking drive. I mean, dude, I'm all. I drove to Cleveland during end of the world. Yeah, you know, bad, I've driven to how I drove to Erie, and there were fucking five of you asshole truckers that were pulled over the side of the road while I'm busting my balls right through it. <laughs> so. <laughs> Or or flip their their trucks that kind of shit. So yeah, I mean it's it's all it all is whatever. But you also don't have like obviously that's why you want AIW down there. You don't have the, this high quality of wrestling down your way. You get you get lesser lesser indies that are trying to make a name for themselves. Like I don't wanna, yeah, I don't want to knock a lot of the local promotions, but I I believe we have one that I consider the best, and that's OCW. Which I know you okay. made you made a comment on. Uh, a flyer that I, I shared of theirs once, but I think it just because there's at least I don't want to say name recognition, but there's people that I've seen there for years or, or I know have been in the area and made some sort of name for themselves like that within the Akron Canton area. But mm-hmm. there's other organizations that I won't even. There's like I should say there's even one that I I hear about shows from time to time and like I swear I know maybe like two people on the show and that's supposed to be like the local town like that's the the shindiest of the shindy. Mm-hmm. Like I consider OCW to be one of the top organizations in the state, but like obviously I think your number one and two is AIW and Rockstar. I think depending right. on your your view on and your location, like I think people close to Dayton, they're obviously like, oh, Rockstar is better, which that's fine. But I consider them both, the, you know, one and two. You well, had- I think the I think almost tied for two would be Remix and. I haven't been to a show. I just see what their cards are. Yeah, and I would think Remix would be I, right, right next to Rock uh, Rockstar. I throw Remix as a number three, yeah. and I, I always forget about them because they're on the West Virginia border. Like if they run Marietta, so mm-hmm. someone actually recently reminded me when I was talking about the list. They're like, "What about Remix?" I'm like, "Oh shit, totally forgot about them." And then I think other organizations that it's I hear something about, but I, I never hear a bad thing, and they've been running for. At least, I think some of them, I think the shortest one's at least two years, but most of them are longer than, way longer than that. That's OCW, Mega, War, and the new one, which is only a couple years old, at New Ohio Wrestling. Those are the old ones wow. I can think of off the top of my head. The rest, like if I hear about it, it's like normally it's nothing but bad things, or it's a bunch of people I've never heard of, like not even maybe one person I've heard of. Like, mm-hmm. and the, like their, their flyers look so generic. Right. So I, th- those, what I say, are the best of the state, but it's the, the cream is those two remixes in the middle. And I also throw old wrestling as a, right. like they're good. And what I obviously love what Fontaine does, but I don't want to consider them one of those companies because they only run because yeah, it's only biannual. So yeah, well, no, they run, well, there's the two main shows and I thought there's a third or fourth. Well, they show ran, there. they ran Indiana. They've done Indiana once or twice. Yeah. So I consider them a little bit different. They almost run, they run about the same as much as remix. And at least, at least with old, it's like I was saying, they have, they have that own, he has that own little niche and that own little feel like you're not going to go anywhere else and have someone who's wrestling as Howard Taft. 
someone right. who's wrestling as Babe Ruth, like trying right. to be that 1920s era. It's it's almost a homage to Memphis homage. wrestling, homage to Memphis wrestling, right? But right. doing it in an old school 1920s vibe. So that's right. those are my top. Did you, ones. Up, did you end up going this weekend? Yeah, that's how I got the interview with Derek. Oh yeah, that's did right. it for the show. I was actually, I really was thinking about hitting you up to try to uh, carpool out to Norwalk, but I, but I watched the the uh, the fight on Saturday night. So and then I got home and I think I edited photos, so I was like fucking dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I really, I really haven't. I've only gone to two. I've gone to two at, at Mahal's. The first two, mm-hmm. and I think the first one was the best. The second one was okay, but. Uh, I thought it was, I thought it's great. I think the idea is awesome. Um, just being, I, I was actually a history major in college for most of my tenure. And, uh, so some of the things don't line up yeah. uh, historically, but that's just me being an asshole. Most, most people aren't going to notice that. And, but yeah, it, it, the stuff that he's doing is brilliant. And I really should kind of try to catch up on on the storylines and shit because the DVDs it's been a while. are cheap. I bought, yeah, I bought so the. I have like I, I bought the three, four of them. Yeah, I was about to say I bought the Mahal show. It was only he only charged five bucks. Yeah, and the creativity, yeah, got- the creativity too. The DVD looked like a reel to reel, like a reel from a reel to reel. Right, right. Like yeah. I thought that was it's the little the package, details that what I love about him. Yeah, it's it's the awesome packaging that he's done. Like it's. It's stupid how how good his shit is. But what what I was saying about like because we start talking about like other organizations, but I like OCW in the area. Obviously, if AIW were to run, and I think I've 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 talked to a couple of wrestlers that you know if AIW and OCW ran on the same day, a lot of even if AIW is in Cleveland, a lot more people are going to go to AIW, and it, well, would, yeah. it would be kind of nice to get a an AIW show in the area. And I, right. I, mean, I don't think they'd run on the same day. I think I don't think they've ever ran on the same day. There's other organizations that run on the same day as OCW, but they're not necessarily That's, on the same level. That topic is something I've noticed uh, recently. Uh, I'm I'm only like 12 episodes in, but I'm listening. I'm watching fucking um, progress just because I like a lot of the guys they do. They're using mm-hmm. they they have sto- their whole show is stories. It's very well made. Uh, I'm a huge mark for Jim Smallman. I've met him and bullshit with him at uh, at. Um, the WWN shows over WrestleMania weekend this year. I was there. Uh, and yeah, you were there. Uh, he, uh, he's awesome. His podcast, uh, Tuesday night draws a great, a great, like longer podcast each week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just have a lot in common, so it's awesome. But, uh, um, when he talks about other companies that run in, in the UK and in Europe, like they all get along, they promote each other. He'll go to the other shows and, all that kind of shit. He puts them all over. It's their shit's so posy. And I wish that that indie wrestling in the states would be the same. They all work together. They use the same talent everywhere. Uh, like he's he's like he feels bad sometimes whenever like progress will be attached to somebody like Pete Dunne, and they're like, yeah, well, he works like everywhere, like Mustache Mountains everywhere, the uh, British Strong Styles everywhere. It's not just us. Like it's. The way that those guys work together is is so good, kind of, and I only really see that with kind of your AIW, your uh, Remix, and your Mega as those three kind of slightly working together. But I just think that that Posse vibe is is only good for for indie wrestling in general in Ohio, and I kind of wish that there wouldn't be the wars like there have been in the past, but. 
That's me. I don't know. But yeah, I'm totally down for for a show down down there. I mean, you could call it like a Hall of Fame show because it's by the Hall of Fame, and that's the only fucking thing that Canton has. But yeah, but they have William McKinley's tomb. That doesn't count. Cool. We have Garfield. <laughs> I, 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 I kind of go okay. Cool. We have McKinley down here because I've I like I went on a field trip to the McKinley Museum and Tomb when I was in fourth right. grade, and I've been in. I've done the same with. With uh, Garfield, who's in manner twenty minutes from me, where oh, I've driven uh, past that. I had an ex that lived there, and I remember I, driving uh, past that. No. I actually went there as a kid, and like I was freaked out because of it, the house is just like old, and I thought there were ghosts in it. And then I went to his tomb, and his tomb is like in the basement of the of the whole thing, and uh, it's really dark there, and it's kind of, and it was cold and scary, and I got, kind of got freaked out there too. So, <laughs> just weird, but yeah. Ohio's, I think Ohio still the, has produced the most presidents, so go Ohio. But yeah, I'd love a showdown by you. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Down, because then I can go down and get fucking Swansons or some shit. Yeah, that's what we got. Yeah, well, we're getting one too somewhere around here, so suck it. Yeah, we got an Elt recently. Yeah, which oddly enough, what... I went to after Russell Rager. I mean, I've been to I've been to the one in Independence, and I've been to the one in Akron, aka uh, I don't know whether they consider that Medina or uh, Mont- right. Montrose. It's same fucking thing. Um, but I never have been to the original. That's the one I usually I usually only have gone to. I actually went there two or three weeks ago, and then I went and got before. Three thirty-six current uh, chambers. I actually went to uh, Melt and got in Menor and got that. And then uh, after Russell Rager too, I actually went to Angela's Pizza. So <laughs> doing all that full full support. I mean, why'd you go there? Although, they, they had like a bunch of leftovers because it was just ra- random bullshit. I we went there because my buddy wanted to go eat out, and uh, he's vegetarian, so it's a lot easier just to do that instead of going to Taco Tantos. So. Okay. But yeah, uh, most expensive I've ever, most money I've ever paid for a small pizza was like seventeen bucks for a meat lovers, and it was good. But I'll take Mel being the sponsor over Angelo's any day. Sorry. Plus, I've met the owner of Mel, and he's a cool dude. He's a punk. It's yeah. awesome. I had a when I went, I got the chicken and waffles. Never done that. I just started getting the uh, Cleveland cheesesteak, and it's really fucking good. I'm gonna have to try that next. I just went on like yeah. a, a gut reaction, and something told right. me just try the chicken waffles. And I'm not a big like fan of spice or something that's just like really hot. And they had sriracha and pepper jack cheese on. I'm just like, ah, eh, whatever. I'm in the. Yeah. I'm in, this something tells me to get it, try it, whatever. And I was actually really impressed. Like the the, the heat's there, but it's not overwhelming, and like it just goes really well with the chicken. And you could dip it yeah. in, into. Uh, I'm a pussy, syrup. so I take all. I get all the spice taken off and all vegetables taken off of anything that I get there. So. I really do want to try. Somebody was talk. A uh, friend of mine was talk about um, her sister got the banana uh, peanut butter and jelly and banana one, the Elvis thing, and I really want to get that sometime to go. Uh, but I do the. I really like doing the 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 monthly ones, but the monthly ones they won't half, and I'm like, I don't have that much money. I just want to get a half order, so. Yeah, I tried to. I wanted to get the what was the monthly one like something ribs shit, and I wanted to get that, but they're like, yeah, we can't have that. So yeah, I don't even remember what it was. Yeah. So I don't know. Any, anything else you want to go over? Uh, Ghoul's Ice will be sweet. So looking forward to meet, meeting Dino. Which yeah, cool. Cool as ice is September fifteenth, uh, seven thirty bell time. Back at the old venue, the original, not the old original, but the the normal venue. 
Our Lady of Mount Carmel, 1355 West 70th Street, Cleveland, Ohio. And we have how many matches announced already? We got three or four, maybe five. I, I don't know. think I have three. I have a folder organized on my phone for like stuff for wrestling. Cheers. Well, we have. OK, so we have the tag team title match. Uh, is, it, is this still Infinity and Beyond? Yes, versus yeah, Cabana versus and Gredo, which yeah, I, which which is awesome. We have um, then Dom. we have the the ten man that was announced tonight. You can if you want to rattle off who's on that. I was going to go to the short way first and say Filthy Tom Lawler versus Dominic Greeny has been made. Oh, official. That, that's my that's the match I give a fuck right. about the most, just okay. because their, their shit talk has been great. Even Filthy on the uh, Filthy Four Daily is, has he keeps on calling him the boner collector. And uh, Brian Alvarez is like, what? Really? He's like, yeah, the boner collector. Because Tom's the shit. <laughs> but we had the the match, the match announced during, or right before this recording. A match is going to take two tweets when I uh, live tweet it. Laredo Kid, M-Dog Matt Cross, All Ego Ethan Page, Gringo Loco, and DJZ versus No Consequences, Trey Lamar, Joshua Bishop, Chase Oliver, Gary the King Baller, and AJ Gray. Yeah, be uh, uh, as Joey Janelle called it at his show, a uh, clusterfuck match. Oh, it'll well, be interesting to see Ethan Page, as I said off uh, off mic. Uh, it'll be interesting to see Ethan in in this kind of a uh, scramble. So yeah, I'm trying to think, is there anything else? I think those are the three main matches. Three main matches. As oh well. no, no, no! Uh, isn't it Janelle and Sanjay too? Oh, yes, 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 yes. I haven't promoted that one. Uh, Joey Janela and Sanjay Dutt. I believe that's for the intense title. It is. We'll see how Joey's doing with with that uh, whole finger-breaking thing, but he was just announced to be the replacement for, I think, TK Cooper and Bola, so I assume that he's going to just wrestle through it. I mean, he's nuts. I could totally see him doing so. Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh, wrap this show up. Any final thoughts or last-minute plugs, Ed? Um, Just follow me on Twitter at Ed Battis. That's E-D-B-A-T-T-E-S. Give me a follow. Uh, post a lot about wrestling and random other shit. I uh, might want to uh, mute my retweets, but uh, disable retweets, but yeah, give me a follow. I like to bullshit with you about good old pro graps um yeah go up there see my photos after events i've been trying to do some more uh more coming up and all that kind of stuff so uh yeah uh that's about it And, of course, you can find myself at Heavyset330. You can... Oh, I didn't even mention all these plugs. I have so many plugs now for the show. I actually missed some. Um, myself at Heavyset330. At this show, at Wrestling Cheers. Or also on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Wrestling Cheers. And email us if you choo- so choose to desire WrestlingCheers at gmail.com. And check out all the great shows on the Trending Topics Network. Once again, as All Beer Inside, European Uppercut, The Tuts Experience, One Up Club, Heads up, Lou Chat, CFL Easy Picks, What's on Fight, Eurovision Showcase, Legends on Siren FM, Shut the Fuck Up, and my other show, Hanging with Heavy. And please check out some of my friends that uh, have podcasts out there. You might be interested in one way or another. Macho Men Radio, they are Packers fans, so Ed, you might not like them. Um, mm-hmm. Chris Clem's Cavs Cast. We have the Wing Cast, a Wingman podcast hosted by AIW Steve Guy. We have Pod Van Dam, Road Home from Wrestling. 
the weekly wrestling podcast and the graphic designer for the show, Moy Boy Designs. Check him out on Facebook and Twitter. And this show, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Podbean, wrestlingcheers.podbean.com. That will do it here for us on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, and sometimes we slap you really hard when we get the chance. Thanks! Thanks.